our LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go! AJ Swan film study. That's coming up a little bit later with a former LSU quarterback. Yeah, he's joining us live on location. Of course, we have a lot to get to recapping the 2024 recruiting class. We have let everything settle. Tomorrow, Cohen Eccles, I'm just going to go on ahead and put it out to ex- into existence. He is going to commit to LSU. He will do so at 3 p.m. Central. But we do have to talk about the main story from today. It does have LSU fans in a frenzy. The LSU offensive line did not get the Joe Moore Award. I'm kidding. But that did piss me off. It did go to Washington. I thought LSU was a deserving winner. But I get it. LSU's won it before. Give it to Washington. They're in the playoff. Whatever. Still, we are going to talk about the Mike Dimbrock to Notre Dame rumors. Um. Do I believe Mike Dimbrock could take a new job away from Brian Kelly? I believe he could, right? This is a guy who has spent a good bit of his career in the Midwest. This is an area of the country that he is um, that, that he is probably the most comfortable, right? Going down to LSU, there's probably not a whole lot of Dimbrock family that lives in the Louisiana area. And look, we do have a very interesting situation as far as his contract details are concerned. The board of trustees, they don't meet until February to sign, seal, and deliver the um, contract details for Mike Dimbrock. But look, I get it. It's a long time from now until February for everything to be finalized. And it is known that Mike Dimbrock has not officially signed his $1.5 million a year extension. Maybe Mike Dembrock says, look, I deserve $2 million a year. I did better than the guy that actually makes $2 million a year, Matt House. In fact, we were polar opposites. I almost won the most prestigious award you could win as an offensive coordinator, which is the Broles Award. I deserve $2 million a year, and maybe Mike Dembrock feels that way. I don't know. Does Notre Dame have $2 million to spend on a Notre Dame offensive coordinator? Their first guy that they went after was Kirby Moore, the offensive coordinator of Missouri. He decided to stay with Missouri. He got an extension there. I believe Mike Dimbrock is going to stay. He cannot, obviously, get everything official until February, apparently. All right? What I would tell you, though, is it does Mike Dimbrock no favors to just shoot down this Notre Dame rumor, right? As a coach, it is always good when your name is attached to a job, even if there is no chance you could get that job. It is a very good thing if your name is out there. That means you are wanted. That means there are people out there that are willing to take you from a good job back uh, to your roots at another good job, all right? The next thing I would say about this is there is nothing, and I mean nothing, the Notre Dame powers that be would love more than to stick a fat one to Brian Kelly. He would be 
furious, and Notre Dame knows that, if they were to go and get Mike Dimbrock and offer him an amount of money that is crazy for an offensive coordinator. I totally get that. And look, Mike Dimbrock, there is another benefit. If you go to Notre Dame, you're going to be with the defensive head coach who would not meddle in your play calling at all in uh, Marcus Freeman, who is younger and would be very open to Mike Dimbrock having even more autonomy than he probably already has at LSU. So I, I get it, but it's Notre Lame. It's not Notre Dame. It's Notre Lame. Okay. No, he is sticking at LSU. He actually wants to win a national championship. He actually wants to be with Brian Kelly. He actually loves the quarterback recruiting that we have down the pipeline here. And it's not that Notre Dame doesn't have great quarterbacks. They do. I'll even go so far to say this. Bang. Riley Leonard. If there is a Notre Dame fan out there that wants to super chat, I will send this to you. I'm a huge Riley Leonard fan. He's from Fairhope, Alabama. I have family in Fairhope, Alabama. Okay? So, look. I'll be real with you. There are a lot of different reasons why Mike would want to go back. I would totally get it. Him and Freeman, as an Irish commenter has pointed out, they have coached together. Okay? We welcome in Mick, Tony the Tiger, Ray, Jordan. I need your comments hard and heavy tonight, y'all. I don't mind the Notre Dame fans being in here. I'm not going to block you. It is a shame that we did not play in the bowl game this year. It is a shame. But that's not here nor there. Okay. I want to be very open with you as well about this. I do think losing Mike Dembrock is a big deal. It is not the end of the world, though. Cortez Hankton was interviewed for an NFL offensive coordinator job not too long ago, even though he doesn't have a whole lot of experience actually calling plays. And Joe Sloan actually does have play calling experience, and he was always viewed as the heir apparent to Mike Dimbrock anyway. So more than likely, your new offensive coordinator would be Joe Sloan if Mike Dimbrock were to go. Could Joe Sloan call plays at the same level of my, as, as Mike Dimbrock? I would hope so. Okay? I would hope so. Austin, I don't believe that either. I really don't. Because Brian Kelly has been very involved with Bryce Underwood, as is Joe Sloan. I don't think it's over there, if that were to happen. It would hurt right before his decision. It would hurt. But still, I think Mike is going to stay. I do. But I, I, it's, it's something. Bruce Feldman doesn't just report things just to report it. I met Bruce a few times. Listened to him on The Herd earlier today. He's not someone to just throw things out there. Okay? Now, next thing I want to get into, and we'll talk a lot more Mike Dimbrock. As always, your Super Chats will always flow the conversation whichever direction you want to go to, and your comments will obviously flow the conversation in whichever way you want to go to. A little bit later, we have a quarterback with Division One Power 5 experience joining us. Is Joe Burrow's former backup that 
man's name is Andre Sale. He will join us. Okay? So, we will talk to him. Now, I want to also be clear about something before we move forward. I am still very excited with how yesterday went with the early signing day. If you want to listen to deeper detail as far as that is concerned, guess what? You can do that on yesterday's show. I would like to add, if Cohen Eccles commits tomorrow, that'll be six offensive linemen in a class. I'm always down for bringing in six offensive linemen. Is it a lot? Yes. But guess what? There's not many good offensive linemen in the transfer portal. There's really not. I don't mind that number being high, even though offensive linemen outside of field goal team don't really give you a lot of value on special teams outside of a personal protector on punt team, right? Still, offensive line, I truly do believe every recruiting class should have at least four high school offensive linemen in it, and we're going to have six tomorrow, okay? So I am pretty excited about that. I'm also pretty excited tomorrow. There will be some portal news, and I'm really looking forward to that. Obviously, Brian Kelly will probably comment tomorrow on all the portal guys that we're bringing in. I hear some really good portal news down the pipeline. That's obviously really good. But the simple truth is Brian Kelly is very much focused on just the high school recruiting for this cycle. So, pumped up. Pumped up. Now, let's go to Jonah Kushwish. I'm always down for some Hank Hill. This is kind of crazy. I've heard he, he, this is Jonah, not me. So for you podcast listeners, uh, this is a comment. I've heard Dimbrock reached out to Notre Dame first once Parker was pushed out. Uh, I don't think Parker was pushed out, right? Didn't he get an actual like head coaching job? I, I might be wrong about that. I don't know. I think he's a new head coach at Troy. Um, but he might have been pushed out. If you if you're getting pushed out to a pretty good head coaching job at Troy, then that's a pretty good pushing out. That's a good place to land. Um, but yeah, I will also say this: one minor detail I would add to this, and I don't think it's that big of a deal because when you're taking a new job, you're not taking a new job just with one year in mind, but I do want to include that Notre Dame's quarterback has dual threat capabilities. Riley Leonard can run. It's a big part of his game. It is not a big part of A.J. Swan or Garrett Nussmeyer's game. Now, why is that relevant? Well, Mike Dimbrock has called plays for two different quarterbacks over the past six years. All right. Jaden Daniels, Desmond Ritter. That's it. Of course, there were some Garrett Nussmeyer reps, who is not really a dual threat option. And there were also some Ben Bryant. It's still one of those things where it is a. Um, it, it is something, right? 
Nuss did say, though, he's looking forward to showing what his legs can do and that he hit 21 miles per hour this summer. True. And I do think Garrett Nussmeyer can be more of a Riley Leonard type of quarterback, which is a pretty good runner. And a pretty good throw. Now, next thing. Type Y for yes, type in for no if you can see and hear me loud and clear. Want to make sure um, all of you can hear me. I can lower the volume. I want to make sure we're all on the same page because it's about to get really crazy in here when we get a guest. Okay? We say hi to Dwayne, and there we go. Now, do not forget. It is a day where it's very important as LSU fans to always keep the big picture, always keep it in mind, okay? Brian Kelly's locked in. He's your guy. Coordinators come and go, all right? The simple truth is also this. Nick Saban hired two new coordinators this year. They still make the playoff. Kirby Smart hired a new offensive coordinator this year. Still almost made the playoff. Great coaches, your job as one of the elites is hire good coordinators. Be ready to have someone else in mind to do the Second most important thing you have to do when it comes to actual football coaching, which is call plays. Most important thing is acquiring talent. Acquire talent, call good plays. Okay? Those are two most important things. Talent, then scheme. Obviously, off the field, there's a lot of things that are more important than what you do on the field. But when it comes to on-the-field coaching, those two things are most important. So recruiting, hiring good coaches. And the thing about hiring good coaches at the collegiate level is there is a lot of turnover. Think of it this way. In the NFL, there are 32 jobs, 32 offensive coordinators, 32 defensive coordinators. It is a finite resource. It's not the case in collegiate football. It's not the case. There are hundreds of jobs. Hundreds of jobs where an OC could take a head coaching job laterally, upwardly, or even lowerly. Like we just mentioned, Notre Dame's coordinator taking the Troy head coaching job. And I'm not saying there is fluctuation. Some guys go from the NFL to college or vice versa. That happens pretty often. But it's just true that college coaches churn in and churn out like crazy. So Brian Kelly has a very interesting situation ahead of him. What is also interesting is going into this season, guess what? We had a good idea that most of the coaches were coming back. But going into next season, we have a good idea that most of the coaches are going to come back if Brian Kelly elects to keep them. All right? The only assistant coach that we know that is attached to a job opening is Mike Dimbrock. Everyone else, there's not really a whole lot of buzz about this coach going here, this coach going here. But it can change really quickly. The Jamar Cain story hit us like a ton of bricks. Now, that happened a little bit closer to spring, but still, 
All right. Mike Denbrock leaving is a bad sign for LSU. Not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily. Yeah, no, and, and I would also say this, Christian. Of course, we are not Bama or Georgia, but my point is Brian Kelly gets paid the same as those two jobs. And we're not talking about Bama, Georgia in terms of talent. We're talking about Bama and Georgia in terms of coaches. We're not talking about talent. We'll probably never recruit at the same level as Bama and Georgia. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible we get to that top three, no doubt, every year recruiting level, it's possible. But honestly, coaches, everybody is on an even playing field when it comes to hiring good coaches. Yeah, there, there is no four or five-star coach, right? That doesn't exist. Blaine, I'd be open. I will tell you this, uh, about Dan Mullen. Okay. I do think he has an axe to grind. All right. He's been out of coaching for a few years now. And he's seen Billy Napier fail. And he's like, hey, you guys at Florida just shattered all over me. I was a good coach there. We went to SEC championships when I was there. Or you want to want. I think Dan is open. Okay. True, Lou, but I'm talking about hiring assistants. Anybody can do anything. Okay. It would be Joe Sloan, Austin. I would be hard-pressed for Brian Kelly to do something as bold as not going with Sloan. It would obviously be the most affordable. It would be the easiest in terms of scheme and recruitment. I, I think that would uh, that that would ninety five percent chance be the guy, especially considering. Even though this isn't late, late in the coaching cycle process, this didn't just happen at the end of the season. I mean, it's uh, the recruits are in. Colin Hurley signed. Bryce Underwood is making a decision soon. It would be probably. It, it would probably be uh, a situation uh, with, with as as Jason points out that they that they're going to be co OCs. Um, Hankton and and Sloan. Hankton would get passing game coordinator, which he already is, but probably more responsibility. And Sloan would be calling the shots. That would also make sense considering Sloan is in the booth. So there you go. Now, I'm actually going to bring this back tonight. If we get to a hundo and supers, we've been giving out a lot of college uni cards. Let's give out one of my favorite goat cards. This Patrick Peterson crown card. 
Battle Royale. 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 Second year. This card is 12 years old, so we got a throwback design here. So we'll get that out tonight. Now, I say that because I do have a special announcement. February 17th, Bozier Civic Center. Yes, Shreveport, Bozier, Arklatex region. I'm teaming up with Tylen Singleton, Gabriel Relaford, and my friends at DCI, all Palmetto Collectibles, and more. Okay? This will be an all-day free event. Tylen Singleton, Gabriel Relaford, and I'm actually like one of the first-ish people announcing this. There are more players coming along for the ride. Okay? Yes, this is this is gonna this is gonna sound crazy. All right. Xavier Atkins and Ahmad Bro will be there as well. So four of LSU signees will be there. And they're all gonna be um if they choose to do so. Um, but that's part of the reason why they have me go to this. I'll be interviewing all four of those young men. All right. So really excited about that. If you want to meet them, guess what? It's free for you to come. Bozier City Civic Center, February 17th. We'll see you there. And Sipper just want a Joey B card. You deserve it, man. Thank you so much. Okay. Johnny Five, good to see you. All right. Now, go to Jacob. Sloan could do it. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're in, especially if you're in North Louisiana, but even if you're in South Louisiana, it's worth the drive. I'm telling you, these things are a lot of fun. Okay. I, I, I don't know if he's in survival mode because I think the team next year is going to be pretty good. I do. All right. I also I also want to get to this. Uh, we're going to get to our guests here in about 10, 15. Because um, Andre Salek, she broke down some AJ Swan film, and uh, he's going to share what he likes about him. He's also going to share some really cool Garrett Nussmeyer stories. He is he knows the Nussmeyers. Uh, so there you go. I, I do I do want to also include this into this conversation here about coaching change and and roster turnover and all of that. Okay, as far as next year is concerned, yes, Mike Dimbrock is probably priority number one to bring back, but I do want to include today. Makai Wingo has not committed to next season. I think he will return. But I can also see him saying, look, I have played all these snaps. I just had this one big injury. I don't know officially who my position coach is. You could... You could see him say, look, I'll take my chances. You know, Makai Wingo isn't 
one of these DTs that I feel would have a season so unbelievably good that he is a lock first rounder. I do think it's in the realm of possibility. I could see some NFL team saying, hey, is this the next Kalijah Kansi? Is, is this the guy that we need to come play a three-tech in an NFL system? And I think a playmaking three-tech is a lot more valuable in the NFL than in, than in college. Um, bold take. But I, I, I think Wingo is going to be so big for us to get back. Not just in terms of playing, but in leadership, right? You have to go back to even before his breakout party this last season. He was winning a lot of these off-the-field kind of awards that are like high-character kind of things. And we could really use somewhat of that experience. Okay. Now, let me see here. If you guys can, if you do have Facebook, please share this live stream on your Facebook stream. Tweet out the link. There you go. Lou might be right. Lou might be right. That's possible. Absolutely possible. Okay. It's not happened yet. So let's let's breathe in and breathe out. Chance. Drive safely. Simply believes the defense will be better next season. I like it. Yeah, it's a little petty. It's definitely a little petty. You know Notre Dame wants to stick one. Okay. Uh, I think a few of you want to talk some Logan Diggs. Because um, Logan Diggs has sent a few uh, cryptic tweets uh, as well. I... I'm thinking Logan Diggs to go to the NFL. That's where I am right now today. Asking me today, Logan Diggs is going to the NFL. Okay. Let me ask you this. If, you know, Brian Kelly has made it clear that he wants his defense back. The guys that could come back, he wants back. Does that concern you? I, I'm asking each and every one of you. What if Brian Kelly says, look, I want to run everything back. Give me essentially the same starting lineup. Zed Omar Spates, it'll be Whit Weeks and Greg Penn. It'll be Major Burns and someone else at safety. Toviano and Sage Ryan at corner. Harold Perkins at the nickel. And then... Your front basically is the same. Michael, DM me the tweet that you're talking about at Power Hour LSU just to make sure we're on the same page here. Or KJ, either one of you. DM me at Power Hour LSU or just tag me. Um, post it on my timeline. Do whatever. 
George, it's been a while. Good to see you. Danny thinks it's very concerning. Maybe Brian Kelly feels that way. He says, look, we just need to run it back with what we got. I still think he's going to get rid of House. I don't know why. I'm, I'm just, for the most part, Brian Kelly and I have agreed on most things. Okay? For the most part. I did have USF plus three and a half tonight in their bowl game. What is the score in that one? Saints getting beat. No surprise there. USF killing them 24 to 0. That was a classic, uh, classic situation where USF was going to destroy him. Okay. DRC, what's good, man? House is a problem. The players were serviceable with the better scheme. It wasn't players calling soft zone three-man rush every third down. It wasn't three-man rush on every third down, but there was a lot of soft zone pitch and catch kind of stuff. Um, a lot of you probably feel, though, that the issue was both of them. Now, next thing, and I want this also um, to, to, to be a thing where you feel pretty good about LSU moving forward. I hope we get some good transfer portal guys. Cause I do think we need some, some dogs out of the portal. We got a few already we got three committed, but we need more dogs. We need more. Hoo -hoo. That's what I need in my life. AJ Swan, a three-star. Destin says, how does Notre Dame get ahead of us on recruiting rankings and are now in discussions to steal our OC? Look, let's be real here, okay? It's not like Notre Dame hired a guy who couldn't recruit. That was always the thing about Marcus Freeman. He was, he was going to be a really good recruiter. And he's taken Notre Dame's recruiting classes to another level since he's been there. That's just what the recruiting rankings have told me. Okay? So that's not really anything surprising. Now, we'll take a few more before we get to our guest. He decided to take a look at some AJ Swan today. So if you got a question, go ahead and fire it in. If you super chat, I'll go straight to it. Even um, even if it's not like current LSU football-related stuff. David Schrock is a Notre Dame fan. He says Brian Kelly doesn't like to recruit. Okay. But 
Let me be clear. I think Mike Dimbrock is coming back. Yeah, and, and uh, this is what I go back here with BT, and this is, and I understand, um, you know, when Sage Ryan elected to come back, if that's what the staff wanted, sure, I'm okay with that. I, I, I am perfectly fine with that. The, the problem is Sage Ryan would not have ever started on any LSU secondary, ever. Like, and not a single one of them as an outside corner ever. Okay. I know that sounds harsh, but that's just reality because he wasn't ever starting a corner on this secondary. It took guys being suspended, it took guys getting hurt for him to be the bona fide number one guy on the outside. So, there you go. Destin says, realistically, how far away from a championship are we? Well, I'll tell you this. If you were to answer that question, let's just say next year, how many championship-level position groups does LSU have on their roster next season? Offensive line? Yes. Running back? Yes. Quarterback? We'll see. Wide receiver? We'll see. Tight end? Yes defensively, it's a lot of no's there. <laughs> uh, but if if everything were to fall into place, sure. But next year will be really, really, really hard. Okay? It is hard to replace all-time best level quality players. All right? Danny says 2025 year two. Clemson on the road to start 2025. All right, we'll we'll look at this Logan Diggs tweet really quickly. Oh yeah, okay. So I saw that tweet, KJ. I don't I don't think it's anything. I really don't. All right. Now, I need some clap emojis in the chat. This is a young man who actually suited up for the purple and gold of LSU. He also had the good fortune of sharing a locker room and a meeting room with Joe Burrow. And last time he was on here, he shared some really fun Joe Burrow comments. He is also has a connection to Garrett Nussmeyer. So I want to welcome in a guy that's joining the two-time guest club here on PHL, quarterback. Yes, Andre, let them know where you will be the QB next season. I'll be the quarterback for the Louisiana Voodoo down in Lake Charles. Let's go. Huh? Garrett Nussmeyer. It'll be, it'll be a fun time. Yeah, so we'll get to Louisiana Voodoo here in just a second. But share us um, a little insight, your connection to the Nussmeyer family and where you actually – Got to meet Garrett Nussmeyer. Yeah, so I met Nuss when he was getting recruited, um, and he was wearing the 13. I was like, hey, that number looks good on a quarterback, so it's good to see the 13 doing well. And then my parents actually ran into his parents uh, at a game. I think it was in Arkansas 
last year um and they became friends they hit it off they were they knew you know the same people in lake charles and stuff so um that's our little connection hopefully i'll get down there and uh, you'll be able to work with them or mentor them or however i can help them even if it's just you know hanging out with them and talking ball um i'm open to that with any quarterbacks i love mentoring quarterbacks and helping guys on their way on their journey there we go so what do you like about Garrett Nussmeyer's game? Because you two are actually somewhat similar quarterbacks. For sure. Yeah, we, we're both, you know, capable of game managing, but also have that little uh, gunslinger gene to us too. And I love that about Nuss. He's not afraid to rip it down the field, and he's got a great arm. And, um, I mean, he does a great job in that. And Coach Denbrock's offense, like you are talking about earlier, how, how important a good OC is. And uh, so I, I love the – the way Nuss plays, he's fearless. You know, it's it's like that Baker Mayfield attitude where he's got a little chip on his shoulder, and um, you know he's been patient, and so he's earned taking these number one snaps in the spring. And I can't wait to watch him run with it. And uh, you know, I, I, he's coming for it all. He's he's one of those guys who you know he he's waited this long for a reason. So um, it'll be fun to see him get his opportunity. For you, you, you sat in meeting rooms knowing that you weren't probably going to play. Yeah, How hard is that. Oh man, it's so hard, and you, you know the portals entered his mind, especially with all this money going with with the NIL and the transfer portal. So, man, I just tip my hat to him for staying with it, man. Like LSU through and through, he stayed patient. And there was me signing with the Gladiators last year, got me back into playing. And Coach Ensminger behind me. Yeah, yeah, um, yes, sir. Um, man, it's tough though. It's tough on you mentally because you know you like Drew Locke was kind of saying. I don't know if you saw his interview, but like. You you you'd stop, you have self doubt creep in like you you you're not taking the reps you're usually taking and and you know you're you kind of it's it's tough to get yourself back going so it, it, I can't wait to see him um, taking the one reps and just being the guy you know there's nothing like that feeling in a locker room when when you know you're calling the shots you know early on in his career uh, turnovers were you know a, a bit of an issue right. how tough is that to 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 overcome and i i'm of the belief andre like early in a career i'm not necessarily someone that that minds turnovers because it means you're you're taking risk right you're taking risks you're not you're not just playing scared which is awesome i, I had turnovers my first year at tennessee tech i played early um and nuss had that, that two turnover game i think it was his first ever game against southern but then he responded. You said you tell he he learned from it because the UNM game he came out and played and looked sharp and uh, he's looked good every time he's went in since then. You know he, he had the big big time um, time against uh, Bama this year and then he had Georgia last year in the SEC championship where he he's got interrupted. It. You know he's just a he's a guy you tell he has fun out there playing. Andre Sale is our guest. You can follow him on Twitter. AC Sale Six is a good place to keep up with him in the Louisiana Voodoo next season. You know, um, something I find to be very interesting, Andre, is AJ Swan comes in, yeah. right? And you wanted to take a look at uh, what he could bring uh, to this room. So, what were some of the things that that stood out to you when you were watching him? Obviously, the first thing that stands out is his size: six three, two thirty. He's a big kid. He's going to be able to take these SEC hits, and he has taking these SEC hits. He's got experience. He's played on the road some big games, so uh, I dove into him a little bit. Uh, just got a little connection. with. I, I transferred from a Tennessee school down to LSU, so it was cool, cool seeing another guy do it. He's, you know, he's not that, that high-profile guy, which is, is, a, is a great thing for LSU. They're not, it's not costing them a ton of money. And, um, you know, Nuss is – he's going to have those first – you know, he's, it's going to be his team. And, uh, but, but Swan's a guy who's experienced. First year, uh, he, he went on the road against Bama, Ole Miss. I mean, he went on the road against Bama and Georgia and played Ole Miss at home, all top ten teams. And uh, so he's played in some tough games. And 
he's had some big games too. Um, I remember me and Jordan were watching him against Hawaii. I think it was two years ago. He had 250 and four TDs or so, or 250 and three TDs against Hawaii. And then last year on the road, he went 250 and four TDs, first start ever at NIU. Um, they were actually down two touchdowns that game. I watched that game and uh, he made some great throws. I watched your clip on him yesterday, man. He's got great touch and he knows how to level the ball well, which is uh, something that you need to be able to do in the SEC, especially with the coverages that, you know, they're going to be running into every week. Yeah, I, I guess for me, you know, Swan Swan had some some turnover issues as right. well. And he, he had right. two receivers go to pretty high profile, you know, schools. Yep. But the thing that really stood out to me was his protection just was not good. No, and you know Vandy every game. Um, I say every game, but, I mean, they lost UNLV this year. Like, they're, they're outmanned. Um, and SEC guys, they're dominating. So, for you to show that clip where he, he's having to throw it in good coverage, he looks off the safety. He's decisive. You know, he's got man across the board because Tennessee's saying, our guys are better than yours. And he goes and gives him, you know, Shepard those perfect balls to go make plays with. So, I don't think it's any coincidence that Shepard had some big games with him just because they had that good chemistry. And, you know, it'd be cool to see him get some chemistry with some, you know, with Shepard's a Louisiana guy. So some some talent like that now when they're surrounded like that with all the talented uh, LSU receivers. A few more here for uh, Andre. You um, – I, I feel Garrett Nussmeyer's going to have a long leash. And I feel just with a little bit that we've seen – I, I do think Garrett Nussmeyer is, is, is better. What say you? I, I agree. I agree 100%. And he, de- he definitely does. He's, he's earned that leash um, from his, his time coming in as a backup, which is never easy, you know, because going in as a backup, you know, you're, you're kind of halfway in the game plan. You're not taking all the, the, the one reps throughout the week. You know, Joe was throwing to Justin and Jamar. And, you know, I'd get, I'd get like the three through five or, or Miles would, you know, so like we weren't getting the, to throw to the the uh, the one receivers when we were down there, and so uh, with Nuss having to come in and just I mean light it up right like he does and find neighbors and you could just tell he's he's locked in throughout the weeks he's he's earned this yeah, this is a big time um, that's a long throw right there I know it's just a five yard hitch but full field uh, showing showing off his arm right there yeah um, you know I, I I when I sat down and watched Juan obviously you're a quarterback so you're seeing things that I'm not able to see. Mm. I, 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 and, and it could just be my LSU fandom. Sometimes that creeps in when I'm doing like an eval or whatever. For sure. I, I, I grew on him. Uh, I was same way. Oh, so you felt the same way. 100%. When I went back and watched some of those games, and I mean, he, he, Vanderbilt's got no chance going to Georgia or Bama. And so, I mean, tough games like that, true freshman. Um, and, I mean, you're, you expect some turnovers, and he, he really actually took care of the ball there. He, I mean, there weren't really too too much explosive, but he showed that he's not scared, true freshman going into those atmospheres. Yeah, I, I, I love it, man. There was one throw in this game. I would uh, uh, Let me see if I can find it in here. Okay, it's this one right here in in the red zone. This little, It's a little RPO throw mm-hmm. right here. So if you can, I'll, I'll replay it over and over. Can, can you break this play down from a, a quarterback perspective? It's a little – now, watch, I'll just play it. Here we go. Yeah, definitely RPO. You see the lineman getting – I didn't even see this receiver down here. Oh, a little glance route. So, he, he – they made a living off these, him and Shepard, uh, even middle of the field. But that's great timing. Uh, you're, you're taking a guy one-on-one to, to win this. So everybody's coming up to, to play the run. He's got one-on-one. 
uh, throwing off his back foot. If he knows he could take a hit right there, puts it high where only his guy could get it. That's it's a great rep. Yeah, right. I, I I love that. It's, it's some good stuff. I know it's relatively simple right there, but yeah. that, that with the passing touchdown. Let me see. There there was one more from this game. Okay, yeah, so it was this one. Okay, fourth and seven. I remember watching this play live yeah. week zero. Fourth yeah. and seven yeah. go route touchdown here to the right side. Man, again, they're they're daring him. One guy fell. He's probably a spy. Yeah, stepping in with confidence. Fourth and seven. That's ice in your veins right there. Money ball. That. Yep. You like to see a little bit more high and outside, but man, it worked. Touchdown. You, you get away with that against Hawaii, but those those Bama guys are gonna make a play. So that's but what was, I was. I actually thing. graded. I actually graded this one kind of in the middle. So yeah. um, this guy was offsides right here, so he knew he had a free play. But still, yeah. you want that you want that ball to be high and away, right? Offsides, and that's a great throw. Then you just want to give him a chance. Um, okay. So, so if you do underthrow it a little bit on an offsides penalty, um, keep it in the field of play, and because uh, then you get that pass interference or the the catch. That's when the guy goes and makes a great catch. But man, he, he found a way to get out the touchdown. Um, Again, stood in there. I, I love the way he stands tall in the pocket and, and then delivers. Yeah, this receiver right here, Humphreys, actually just transferred to to Georgia. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's 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 very very interesting. So yeah, I guess I guess I guess if it is offside, you want to make sure you don't overthrow it. Right. This could. Yeah, you can't have that ball going out of bounds. That's the last thing you want. Or overthrow where no one makes a play. You just keep that. You can put a little extra hair on it. Keep it in the uh, field of play. So that's. Money getting the touchdown on it. I gave it to him. Let's see. Let's, let's see all 22 right here. Let's get to this final one here. I actually don't remember this one. Um, so I'll, I'll let it play out. Let me know if you guys are enjoying this uh, clip breakdown right here. Uh, yeah, he's getting through his reads, finding them. Balls out before he's turned. You, you love to see that. You know, he's, it means he's playing with confidence. He's, he's standing there in there and uh, going through his reads. And then he's, he's letting it rip before his receivers are, are getting their heads around and getting planted. So you can tell, you know, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. So let's break this down from the get go again. So for those that don't know, Andre, what, what does it mean getting through reads per se? So look, if you uh, look at the start, he's going to start towards the bottom of the screen. Or he's, he's look, reading off this Mac, it looks like. So he's his first read is going to be that tight end. And you see how the hook player is coming in from the bottom of the screen. So he knows he's working the top of the field. And so he's banging that tight end right away, OTB over the ball, if they give it to him. But the, the, the back that squeezed was the field back. And so he's working up to the curl flat up there where that little cushion is because the wheel's out with the flat. And uh, so that's money. You know, he's, he's confident in this play. Like there's going to be plays that Coach Denbrock puts in, which – you know, Jaden might have ran around and made made plays on that they might have to get through their reads just because um, they're not going to be as effective with their their legs, even though they still can run. Nuss and um, Nuss and Swan. And and one more thing about this, Andre, and this is why I think LSU really started to fall in love with the uh, AJ Swan is you'll see a lot of his best throws. The protection is still terrible. Right. You'll see the, the left end right here beat the tackle. The right the right guard saves the day, but then the left guard 
misses his assignment. He's yep. falling on his rear end. So and this is Hawaii. They, they should they should be protected against this team. They shouldn't be losing these one on ones. Exactly, and I think that's I think LSU is saying, look, you know, with Will Campbell uh, and then those guys, you're you're gonna you're gonna have pockets that you never thought you uh, could 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 dream of. Um, and and playmakers, some talent out there. They're always gonna have receivers on at LSU. Why receiver you? So uh, you're playing ball next year yes, in the sir. home state. Coming so, back home. Sir. So give people a little background on your career. So you're at LSU and then you left LSU. Right. Give us a timeline of, of how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, it's, it's been all over the place. Um, definitely not the way I would have drawn it up, but uh, it's worked out. So left LSU. I graduated in the summer 2019, uh, went to Henderson State. And uh, Henderson State, you know, I never got to play. I broke my thumb and then we had the COVID. And so our season was shut down. And then uh, I had one more year of eligibility, but I, I got a good coaching opportunity uh, with Kevin Kelly out in uh, South Carolina. I coached at Presbyterian College. I was a QB receiver coach. And so it was, it was too good of an opportunity to, to take or to pass up at that time. You know, that's what I thought I wanted to do um, after my playing career. And obviously, like, like you said, I, you know, I, I'd, I'd just sit a few years and it's, it's tough on you mentally. You know, um, it's, it's tough showing up every day without knowing you're going to play and or getting a chance or, you know, get, having little injuries to deal with. It was my throwing thumb. So, um, yeah, it, it, it sucks when you don't get to play and you're, you're dealing with all the stuff like you would be playing. Um, so I, I went and coached there, and then um, it didn't really work out. He ended up um, res resigning um, after that season, and I got on with Northwestern State. And then I was at Mardi Gras that year and uh, met met Sam Hanna, the CEO's son of uh, APS, who hired me as a medical sales rep in Albuquerque. And out here I got, I got on with the Gladiators and then – uh, ultimately with the Tulsa Oilers, where I was the uh, second leading passer in the league at the IFL to my mentor, Nate Davis. So he was number one. So it was really cool to see how that season came out and um, two former gladiators who got got a chance other other places and killed it. So um, now I just signed with the Voodoo. We're coming back to – it'll be the first time the Voodoo's in Lake Charles, but they're coming back to Louisiana. They were the New Orleans Voodoo of the AFL. And um, we're playing a Civic Center. It's going to be getting loud. The power is going to be down there, you know, and boom. Let's and go. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so, man, it's going to be awesome. I'm, all my family's going to be down there. If if y'all are interested in coming to games, y'all go find my my family and my parents are great people. They're LSU grads and they'll take care of you guys and it'll be a be a good, good, fun time. And when does the season start? It'll start in April. Uh, they're supposed to be announcing the schedule, so I guess stay tuned. Um, probably April 1st will be our first game and we'll have a couple home games on the road, uh, starting off with the Philly Soul. So, uh, yeah, it'll, 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 it'll be awesome. Jordan will yeah. be on that yeah, big shout out to to, to Jordan, um, yeah. making us friends, honestly. Um, yeah. And for those that didn't see it, you know, you shared the um, the Carrie Vincent story uh, yeah. about uh, uh, Joe Joey B. Um, it's do you, is there anything else from around that era that, that you still think about that that really stood out to you when you were there? Man, I think about that era all the time. I probably can't say some of the stuff that. That happened on air. We'd have to get in the private chat room because there's some, there's some funny, funny stories. Every day would be something. But uh, bringing in Joe, man, I, I just want to commend him and what he's doing with Jake Browning. It's so cool to see him mentoring uh, Jake Browning up in Cincinnati right now. And Jake Browning's been playing well and with a lot of confidence. And, and that's nowhere near what Joe just signed to do. You know, he doesn't have to be doing that. You see all the quarterbacks up in the suites and in the boxes. But that just shows you how much he cares about the team and 
about winning and about his teammates like Jake, uh, who's probably about to go get paid. A Matt Flynn situation, like Matt Flynn went to Seattle after filling in with with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And now Joe's kind of doing that for Jake now, which is it's really cool to see. And I, um, I mean, that's just the kind of character guy he was, you know, um, being in that locker room with him and stuff. And so, shout, shout out Joe. I know you got to meet him um, up in Ohio. Yeah, that was really cool. Got to spend spend a good bit. Of, uh, I say a good bit. It was like 10, 15 minutes with Joe. Was, that's a good bit for me. Um, that's that is crazy. So for those who don't know, uh, Jake Browning's family got to sit in a suite because Joe Burrow paid uh, for it. So mm-hmm. and NFL suites are very, very, very expensive. So shout out to Joey B for for doing that. Um, you know, you, you, you've been in, in, in quarterback rooms and you're able to see Joe make that massive leap. What was for you the biggest leap that Jaden Daniels wow. uh, made from last year to this year? Yeah, um, for me, it was, you know, last year, a lot of times he was he was on his pre-snap. If it was covered, he, he was looking to take off and run. Um, and this year, his pre-snap reads were money. So there wasn't there wasn't a lot of that happening. But when he did have to take off and run this year, you know, he was so loose. No one could tackle him. Everyone would be taking good angles on him. He'd outrun him. But that was happening last year a little bit. But he was so much more consistently just – he was just a killer, man. Like, uh, you knew they were going to go out and, and score some points on every drive with him, uh, it seemed like. Uh, he was methodical. He knew right where he was going pre-snap. And uh, he was delivering some some perfect balls. Uh, I, I was watching the Ole Miss game the other day. And, uh, man, he was just dropping them in. That was probably one of the most impressive quarterback performances I've, I've ever seen. And, of course, Florida, he did what he did. And um, it, I think it was just his confidence, his mindset. You know, he was making those reads. And even when they were covered this year, he was throwing those things. So last year, he, he was kind of just running all around. Uh, he showed he showed great toughness again this year, all the hits he took, especially week one, Florida State. He took I – mean, I, I was watching that clip today of him jumping up and getting pounded. I mean, he, he didn't miss a lot of time, which was, was awesome to see. You know, he's going to be a home run for whatever NFL team goes, comes and gets him. JB Jones in here. He's from Ashdown, uh, Arkansas. You you heard of that place? I've heard of Ashdown, Arkansas. Ashdown. <laughs> I, I was that where Jaden Hill was from? Who? You remember, you remember Jaden Hill pitched at LSU and uh, he was he was a good quarterback. I think he was from Ashdown. Uh, he he, he might have been. I I don't know. I don't know a whole yeah. lot of, about yeah. Ashdown. Okay. Yeah, so, so he knows him. J, JB yeah, knows there everything. There we go. Yeah. J, yeah, yeah. That's a deep cut. I got to write that down. Jaden. He, he pitched at LSU. He's from Ashdown, uh, played quarterback. We trained with Clint Cerner in Little Rock. He's a good dude. I had no clue. I, yeah. I really, really, really didn't. That's, 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 that's about Arkansas, cool. man. Shout out, shout out all the Arkansas folks out there. Yeah, J, JB's one of my guys, and he's in he's in Fayetteville, man. Good place. Awesome. Um, oh, he's with the Rockies now? Okay, awesome. He, he's, yeah, I, he's still in the league? Okay, that's cool. Do, Donald knows. Uh, wait, Donald, you went to Ashdown too? Nice. Look at us bringing all the people together. This is awesome. Ash, when, Ashdown? Did, when, when did Ashdown become a, become oh, a PHL staple? <laughs> that is crazy, man. Ashdown, what, has like a thousand people yeah. or something like that. Maybe okay. we, can on the show. We, can, we can make that happen. Um, if you're still playing, that'd be awesome. If you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, 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 I'd love to see it. Um, who would you give the NFL MVP to? Is Brock Purdy just a product Man. of Christian McCaffrey and, and, and George Kittle? And jo- yeah. Jordan's going to hate this answer, but why not Miles Garrett? He's one, he's winning games for the Browns. Miles Garrett. Oh my gosh. Um, but, I don't know. I would have. I would have loved to see Tyreek get it, but with this injury coming out, coming over late, I, I don't know. I, I I think it's wide open. I think it could be a wild card guy, but 
I could I could definitely see them giving it to Brock. I mean, he's he's been good. At, he, yeah, he hadn't had to do anything great because you know those receivers he's got his O line, his McCaffrey. He's always got the run game support. Um, he's always got a mismatch at tight end. Uh, but he's he's played well. He's thrown the ball to the right spots and he's he's winning games. So uh, I mean, if he, if he does get it, it'd be well deserved. But uh, I think Miles Garrett's the best player in football right now. So what? Yeah, I, I, I wish Justin Jefferson had the season he had last year, this year, and he would be. Yeah, he he would he would he would be in that mix, but um, sure. but yeah, man, check it out. AC Sale Six on Twitter. I'll I'll put it up. Um, um, yeah, on 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 Instagram. Y'all hit me uh, up. I'll be down there. I can't wait. AC Sale Six. Let me put you right here. And there you go. Do any of y'all have any questions for Andre before we uh, let him skedaddle? Uh, there we go. There I am. There's my family. There's my beautiful family. There's a whole fam. AC Sales 6. Tulsa in your Tulsa Oilers uniforms. Yes, sir. I can't wait to get that voodoo on there. There we, there we go. Um, make sure y'all go give him a follow, man. We got 3,000 followers. You're big time. No, man. I'm, you know, all because of you. All because you have me on. Yeah, y'all. Oh, let me reach out. That'll be awesome. Let's connect, and um, hopefully we can get get you guys to uh, some games. Let's let's start. Let's start with Sibley here. Who's winning the Natty this year in football, Ooh. college football? Dude, I, I picked Michigan at the beginning of the year. I got to stick with them, but it's gonna be tough. You you saw their reaction to them getting Alabama. Um, Do you think quarterbacks need to be more responsible for protecting their receivers? hundred percent. Our receivers out there making plays for us. We, we we can't be leading them into hits. You know, if it's if it's fourth and seven, we got to have it. We're going to our, our guy, and you know they understand. They're going to go make those plays. But man, you know, you got to protect them. It, it, it's it's all about being accurate. You know, um, I know if I'm thrown into traffic, I could put it on my guy so where he could protect himself. I'm not leaving him up to dry. Um, and yeah, so they quarterbacks are hundred percent responsible. That's being accurate. And, and being a good teammate to your to receivers too, they'll, they'll they appreciate those uh, those protected hit, uh, catches. Ryan, is is Jordan still there? I'll put Jordan on here for a little bit before we uh, get back to uh, uh, time limit. If you know Jordan comes in here, let's see. He should he should he should jump in. Come, oh, come. In? Yeah. He, well, I, I hope unless he just left you in his in his in his house. Yeah, you're uh, right. I, get, I need to find out the safe combination. I guess. Yeah, or did did he really just leave you there? Like, hey, you're, you're, you're not sitting there. Yeah, this is right. Jordan's house. He's got you know his his stuff behind him. So, yeah. Um, do your your Lakers are struggling right now after the end season? Yeah, we we got we 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 took care of business and we're about to go get some trades and um, you know, I don't know, Darmahan's time might be limited, but gotta get that one, one more consistent score. You know, Reeves and D'Lo. Can only they're they're not very consistent. I, I like Reeves. I, I hope we keep him, but Lilo and Rui are definitely going to be some trade guys. Austin Reeves, another small town Arkansas guy. Yeah, that's right. Dude, and, 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 and small town Arkansas has never had a, a day like this on PHL. Defeated Malik Monk. Shout out Malik Monk, my eighth grade teammate in basketball. Uh, uh, let's. What does Andre think of the VR, the virtual reality that Jaden uses here? Do you, are you familiar with that at all? I'm not. I, I know. Uh, I know what it's used for. He, he gets to go through reads and defenses in his. I've never yeah. done it. 
Um, I think it's a great idea. Anything to help you get in that mindset of, of playing games and, and, I guess, expanding your brain and, and learning those coverages because, you know, you could watch them all you want on film, but once you get out there, it, it looks a little different from that point of view. You're not watching it from the film point of view. So I think it's a great idea. I, I would love to uh, use them if I could ever get my hands on one, but um, I highly – I guess we'd get behind that for, for young QBs and guys who are wanting to, you know, learn defense is better. All right. Well, yeah, listen what, to JB. don't be talking crack about, about the, uh, the lake show. What, what the, the lake show? Oh, the Lakers, man. Y'all won the in season tournament. That's right. Uh, that, that I, I think that I know people got on the Lakers saying, well, you don't need to celebrate the end season tournament. F that. Celebrate that. Yeah, you celebrate the little victories, man. That that was that was awesome. They, you know, well, only one team won it, and they did. They 100% deserve to celebrate. It. And they went. They beat the hot Pelicans. They beat the hot Pacers. You know, um, they locked in and took care of business. And now, of course, you know they're recovering a little bit because LeBron was playing 38 minutes and stuff. What's he saying? Do you need 5'11", 225 pound receiver who is fast? Come on. Come on, yeah, I mean, the Cajun guys, yeah, at least he could cook. He's got the crawfish. Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's true. Be a locker room guy. Come on. <laughs> he's he's a he's a unit, man. He oh. uh, let me see. I I think I think his photo is still saved. Uh, yeah, saved JJ, yeah, those Lakers shots came out of nowhere. That was they caught some stray bullets there. Chris Sale. That's my dad. Oh, okay. In Chris Sale, isn't that also a pitcher's name? He's also a pitcher, yes, sir. Uh, Red Sox pitcher. Okay, cool. Look at that. Look My at dad's starting to be a deacon. He's he's one of the, he's, he's the best man I know. So hopefully, I can be like him one day. Well, I'll see him at a at a game next year. Well, Sale, we appreciate you, and we'll have you on uh, before the, before the season begins. Perfect. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely. I'll, I'll get those uh, that schedule out as soon as it gets out, and y'all be looking for those season tickets leaks because uh, they're probably not going to be that expensive, and they're going to be something you want to get into. Uh, All right, boss. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, man. All right, Andre. Andre Sale. He joined us and he killed it. Uh, Let's uh, go to Sibley. Thank you for the super. We hit the hundo. So we got to give out the Patrick Peterson card uh, tonight. Big shout out to Andre Sale. Bang. We're giving this out tonight. Somebody is getting a PP7. Rare. Crown. Card. I'm going to get this thing prepared. If I can get this in here. Here we go. Thanks for putting up with us, Crazy Tigers. Merry Christmas. Do you think that BK strategy to go young rather than use the portal is a good one? That is a very good question. Okay. Here, here's what here's if if you want my honest thoughts on what I think Brian Kelly is is trying to do. Okay. I think he is trying to reset the roster, if that makes sense. Okay. He wants to bring back a lot of his experienced players from last year's team. So he doesn't have to rely on freshmen playing right away next year. Okay. That's why I think he's 
making a strong push to re-recruit and bring back guys, even if you don't think that those guys are good, right? I do like his idea that, hey, I don't want to just portal in, portal out new teams every year. I want to be in a position where LSU can be its own entity, right? Where you don't have to delve out X amount of dollars for this guy in the portal who may or may not be in a fit for your culture. I think one thing that really soured Brian Kelly towards the portal this year was this portal class. And I don't think it's guys like Omar Spates. You could tell that the Deuce Chestnut and Denver Harris thing took a toll on him. All right. You could just see it. Um, obviously, anytime a coach is asked about something, you know, uncomfortable, it's going to make them cringe. It's going to make them feel uh, a, a certain type of way, right? I do feel it's important, though, that they do go get some experienced guys out of the portal, okay? Like, for instance, someone who I know will be be a bona fide professional player at the next level. Okay. So that is someone like the Dumas Johnson kid that Kentucky brought in via the portal. Couldn't really go to the NFL this next year because he was hurt so much, but he will be on an NFL roster at some point. Okay. And he was a Butkus finalist. Then there are other guys like an Andrew Makuba. Uh, out of uh, who was once slated to go to LSU. He goes to Clemson, has a very nice career at Clemson, not quite a pro-level player. He, he's, I don't know if he actually signed on somewhere, but he was in the portal, okay? Whereas Lane Kiffin has said, Michael Jordan style, F these kids. I don't want to deal with kids. I want to get guys out of the portal who I know want to make it happen for a championship team right now. They want to make a championship push right now. Okay? So, do I think they need to get more bona fide studs out of the portal? Yes. Take a look at the teams that were successful this season. A lot of them were able to get bona fide studs out of the portal, most notably Florida State. They, they paid what they needed to get done uh, to get those guys in. Cypress was big. Fisk was big. Verse was big. Their whole defense was essentially transverse. Okay? So, yeah, I, I, I don't – one thing I hope, Sibley, that doesn't happen is just because this defensive portal class was very underwhelming, I hope that Brian Kelly doesn't just – not look into the portal, right? Like getting a Jordan Gilbert out of the portal, relatively easy, right? This is a Louisiana native with the chance to play DB at LSU. That's the dream. Xavier Thomas, that's a relatively easy guy to bring in. That's a guy that you could have gotten last year out of the portal. AJ Swan was a guy that, well, he just needed to get a quarterback out of the portal. We just had someone who actually paid to play the position who likes AJ Swan. Okay, so we we 
we we do need to get more out of the board. I really do appreciate you, Sibley. Thank you so much for your generosity. Okay. That's it, it's all good. No need to apologize, man. Your friendship is more important. You you become one of my really good buddies on here. Uh, and this is also true from Rain, and I understand it's kind of beating a, a dead horse here, but... You know, th- this will always be the team that Brian Kelly will will be. If Brian Kelly doesn't win a national championship, this will be the team that everyone points to, right? Um, you know, j- just a just a decent defense. This team's probably winning it all. They they would probably be favored, uh, but yeah. The truth is, almost every legendary coach has a what-if team, right? You know, but this, this, this will be the one. And you know, I, I go back to this. You know, yards per play is the biggest stat that I look at. Are there better stats out there? EPA, yeah, EPA is probably a better stat than yards per play. But let me let me be clear about yards per play. It is something that everyone could understand, right? How many yards do you average per play? That's basically it. 6.2 is a championship-level yard per play mark. 6.2. It is hard to get to 6.2. you got to be good. LSU averaged 7 in every single game that they played this year. 7. 7. Every single game. I don't know if that's ever been done. It's wild. It's wild to even think about. So, offense is the name of the game. And you just need a reasonable, timely defense. Really, the only game was... Where, where the offense just did not play lights out was the second half of the, the Florida State game. So, are we doing an LSU boil in Austin when LSU plays? Well, I guess if we play Oklahoma at home next season, we should be getting Texas in, in 2025. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin keeps up recruiting really tight on X. Just need a few additions in the portal. The 2025-2026 classes will be the classes for championships. Uh, The 2025s look to be pretty good, man. And Kevin feels we're, we're, we're going to be in the playoff mix next year. Oh, BT coming in hot. Texas is a better program than LSU right now, says Brian. I won't go that far. I I think I think that's I think that's a little rich. I I do. I think they can be, and I think 
their potential is unlimited. But right now, the only programs I can say for 100,000% certainty is better than LSU's program is Alabama and Georgia. Those are the only two. Okay. Then other programs I would consider better than LSU's right now is Ohio State. And Michigan, maybe? Or is this just a Harbaugh tenure where many believe Harbaugh will actually go to the NFL this next year? It might be. But I can't say Clemson's better than LSU really anymore. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think LSU is in that mix. But I, I am here to hear a case that Texas is a better program than, than LSU. I, I can hear that out. I can hear that out. Um, yeah, and they're definitely better than us right now. Yeah, this team is definitely better than our team. If we played, they would beat us. Okay. Um, and like I said, where we had issues with our offensive line is when we played the elites of the elite defensive lines. Okay. Alabama, the middle of our offensive line struggled. Florida State, the middle of our offensive line struggled. Okay. So. If we play Texas, their defensive tackles are as good as any. They're huge up front. So, yeah, you know, they, they they would beat us. It would probably be favored by four and a half to six and a half points. Um, so, no, I, I'm admitting that Texas is a better team right now than LSU. And if I had LSU bias, I wouldn't say Alabama and Georgia is better than us right now. If I had heavy LSU bias, I'd say we're better than them. I would say Ohio State's better than us. I would say Michigan's better than us. But Michigan, of course, is is it just Harbaugh or, or – <laughs> I've got to know more about this. The last time my Tigers came to Austin, my Tiger party cost me 15000 and dang near a divorce. That guy said program, not team. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready to say Texas is a better program. Than LSU with with one playoff berth. I'm just not ready to turn that page. Good question for JJ. LSU basketball playing tonight. Obviously, when I'm on here, I focus in on you. I don't have the Saints game on the background. I don't have any of that. I just focus on you. Thoughts on Jalen Cook? I can't give you any. I wish I could. I've gone to some LSU bat. Well, I've been to one LSU basketball game this year. Um, I've not watched him play. I I can't. I I just can't give you an, an honest opinion. I I wish I could. 
Okay, LSU's winning 63-36. to 36. Under pressure. What's up, buddy? Yeah, look, I, I could I could see Texas um I could see Texas surpassing us. I, I, I can if we're not caref- if we're not careful. I could see it. Okay. I'm not gonna let that happen though. <laughs> well, I can't do anything about it. Uh Brian Kelly and 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 his staff and, and players are the only ones that could do about and do anything about it. But yeah, I mean Texas definitely has some makings to you know, Vince Young, their way back to the top. Obviously, they have the recruiting framework. They have the recruiting to get it done. They've got a really good coach now. So, look. Rams putting it on the Saints tonight. No surprise there. Uh, USF up 38-0 to on Syracuse. That was such a... Oh, pressure coming in hot. Sloan is more important to the LSU offense than Denbrock. Says pressure. That's 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 bold. Oh, do you want to know something crazy? I actually just looked at this. Because you know, when you have a guest, things do get a little cloudy. Um, this would be a first. And I'm I'm just Sibley's hundo super chat is the only super chat we've had so far. So we are exactly at a hundo in super chat. So Sibley really wanted someone to get the Patrick Peterson card tonight. Just putting that out there. Feel free to continue. Obviously, um, yeah, it's, it's not a cutoff at any stretch of the imagination. But I just looked at it just to see the update on the, on the poll question. 65% of you. To the how integral is Mike Denbrock to LSU's future question, 65% of you say very important. It would be interesting to see if I actually put this up last year. Okay. Um, it, it, it could be a little bit, LMO. It could.
Okay, I got a question on Facebook. One of you sent me one message on Facebook. I'm so bad at Facebook. Hmm. Durante. Everybody, welcome Reed to the channel. What's up, Reed? That's a sharp outfit, my brother. And someone's in the background there. Hi. Is there a universe where we lose Dimbrock and Joe Brady returns? Joe Brady is the offensive coordinator for the Bills right now, and he's doing a really good job. Something else is um, Joe Brady is – he's got Josh Allen as his quarterback. One thing, though, that Joe Brady was always good at was throwing to the running back out of the backfield. Remember how many Clyde catches we had last year uh, or in 2019? And James Cook is eaten right now. That's that's why I'm here. I'm here for you, Reed. Yeah, I don't I don't think Joe Sloan's ever leaving the I'd say Joe Sloan. Joe Brady's ever leaving. That's a lot of Joe's. Lots of Joe's with the LSU football. The Jimmies and Joe's, not the X's and O's. Don't want to stick with the 3-4, move to a 4-3? Yeesh. Uh, you, you have to be multiple. But I... Ten, if I was a defense coordinator, I would run an odd front. I would, but the, there, there's different. Like things that that I would do with an odd front than another odd front guy would do with an odd front. Uh, we do need to have more of an identity of what we want to do defensively, though. Okay. There's another good filmy question. What's up, Ant? Do we run more 12 personnel next season? So I said I was on uh, one of my favorite shows, Golden Boot. Shout out, Ant. And uh, Pooh Bear, you see Pooh Bear in here uh, from time to time. I, 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 think, I think we will, right? I think at this point, you, you got to see what you have in Kamarion Pimpton and Trey Des Green. What would be interesting is to see those guys on the field at the same time. What if... The Mike Dembrock offense simply was put one of those guys at one receiver and then split the other guy all the way out at the other receiver. And it's just goal line fade all the way up to the, the field. Oh, we're going to throw the, this 6'6 six, six guy on this side of the field one play and a 6'6 six, six guy on the other side of the field the next. 6'6, 6'6, 6'6, 6'6. That's fine. But yeah, I, I I I think we do. I think we do. But the key thing is do you do, are those guys better blockers? Because that's you know what makes those Georgia twelve personnel sets so good is Darnell Washington and Brock Bowers are uh really, really, really good um blockers. So yeah. I uh, put some that puts a lot of meat on the field, man. That thickness. 
down with the thickness, baby. Oh, that's cool. B. Weinman from Baltimore to Nashville. That's cool, man. Let me know, B. Weinman, who, who, who was it? Do you remember who? All right. Spicy Penguin believes ankles to Auburn. Okay. He very well could be. He's a very talented player. Still really good offensive line class for LSU. Now, it's time for me to give out this Patrick Peterson card. And I feel like I get I feel like I need to give this one out to someone who has not won anything yet okay and this one is going to go to connor plouche or plouche con if you're still watching this this patrick peterson card is going to you um just send me uh via email or twitter instagram at power lsu send me a dm and guess what this card will be in the mail to you, man. Congratulations, Connor. You're the big winner. Hope you're still watching, brother. I got a ton of Brock Bowers cards here. A ton. I got actually got two of these silver refractor cards. Oh, Deion Smith. Deion Smith had some absurd catches in that Central Michigan game. And I know it was Central Michigan, but, I mean, they were absurd, some of the things he did in that game. Now, here's what you're going to do. In the next five to ten minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. If you super time, we'll keep it going. Please, if you haven't already, join the PHL Patreon. That is Power Hour LSU Patreon. Patreon.com slash LSU football. I didn't say that smoothly at all. 
And we're going to get to your final comments right after this. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season. And I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to louisianacontrols.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. Not too long ago, kids would get suspended over a cheeseburger. And now Limbo's. Here's the thing about the um, Dimbrock thing is it was Bruce Feldman who reported it. Okay, so this isn't some blogger. You know, this is um, arguably the most well-respected college football journalist. Not necessarily the biggest newsbreaker, per se. It's probably Pete Thamel. But Uh, there you go. Let's go to JJ. Andre Sale on the show tonight. Who is my next desired guest athlete? Obviously, it would be Jaden Daniels. That would, that would surpass uh, practically anyone because he's said that the biggest Celsius football player you know, on the planet right now. He just won the Heisman. Um, Jaden is definitely up there. I mean, his bobblehead and autograph card is in, in the back here. Um, yeah, obviously Joe on a live stream would be great. Tyron, Legends, but I mean those are obvious. Jamar Chase, those those level of players. But you know the the, the good thing JJ is I love doing this, and I'm not just saying this just to say it. You guys see the interviews we we do at these card shows. That's part of the reason why I make the trip to the Arklatex Sports Card and Memorabilia Show. I'm partner with them, go there, interview the athletes, and hopefully all of them want to do the interviews. I think that they will. Last year, Lance Hurd and, and Trey Holly gave us legendary interviews. Um, Gabriel Relaford, Tylen Singleton uh, will be there, as will Ahmad Bro and Xavier Debo. Atkins. Okay. So that's always fun. Okay. On Coach O. Coach. I love Coach O. I don't know if he likes me because, uh, <laughs> you know, I was very that, – that was a tough time. <laughs> 
uh, for, for PHL because, you know, I try my best to be as honest while also being a fan as I possibly can on year. And I, I was very hard on Coach O before the 2021 season even began. Um, so there you go. A three one eight baby, I'll be there. And the cool thing is, I'll be there all day, and it's a free event. Okay, so I'm really freaking excited about that. Reed says, "Look, if I had the weapons Jim broadcasts here, I'm not sure I'd leave for the Irish. I get he's from there, but his job is easier here." That is true, Reed. Obviously, LSU is always going to have elite weapons. But what I would tell you is it's not that the cupboard is bare, per se, but this is the most uncertain uh, a group of LSU skill guys have been going into an offseason, right? Like Brian Kelly's first offseason, we still had Kayshawn, right? And then going into this season, we still have Malik and Jaden going into year two and 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 whatnot. So as far as like weapons, yeah, Mason Taylor and Kyron Lacey coming back, but those are really your only two bona fide high level producers up to this point. Caleb Jackson is showing you he can he could play um SEC level running back as well. But there is there is a lot of uncertainty at the skill guys. It's just you know, is Notre Dame's offensive line better than LSU's? No. Um, you know, Riley Leonard's a really good quarterback, and then, then I'm a big Riley Leonard fan. I've always have been. But I, if I was Mike Dimbrock, I, I would stay here. I, I would. Okay, but I get it. If you're from the Midwest and you want to be a part of of, of that, sure, sure. And look. I understand if he if he does take this job opening. Guess what? A lot of Notre Dame fans are going to comment under this video. So we'll do it again. Thank you, JJ Pierce, for the super. Next few minutes, we'll keep it going. Uh, but if you super chat, we'll go all night. Let's. Damn, Saints.
Yeah, Pat, it was pretty good. It was good seeing the beard, too. I'm too big of a wimp to grow a beard. It just starts itching too bad. But if you want to join a guy who lost to Marshall, be my guess. Lemure, be my guess. You know, I, I don't know how much I can take the Derek Carr stuff. I know the Pelicans won tonight. But, man. What's up with Willie Green? Play Trey Murphy, please. I have a beer tomorrow. Uh... Now, I'm not even looking at the, the – I'm just looking at the score. I mean, I just – like, if y'all want a random NFL take, here's one. I I, I know I was asking Andre Sale about MVP. I would literally think long and hard about Matthew Stafford getting the MVP. I mean, the Rams were supposed to suck this year. Suck. Not with Matthew Stafford. I think he's underrated. Right? It, it One thing that just doesn't feel right is Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson 
have played in the same conference for a majority of their careers, right? They've both been in the NFC. Matthew Stafford went to one Pro Bowl and Russell Wilson went to nine. That just doesn't seem right. Like you would feel that they would have the equal amount of Pro Bowls. But Matthew Stafford is a top five NFL quarterback right now. The dude somehow is underrated. Now, I do deserve to get called out for this. You're right, Eddie. You should protect your family's namesake. Best selected Charles Turner. You know, most of my focus today, of course, has been on the Mike story and our guests. But Charles Turner is going to the Senior Bowl, and his career at LSU is more than likely over. Best of luck to him. Fantastic career. Was wonderful this season. Was wonderful last season. Shout out to him. I always cheer for the guys that were underrated. Three-star recruit coming in. 2019 LSU National Champion, Charles Turner. So, big shout out to him. And you're all right, Eddie. And you've been watching me for a good little bit. I even tried to give you a Charles Turner card before. Uh, and you said, I already got it. <laughs> I do have some rare Charles Turner one-on-one sitting over here. Um I appreciate it. I collected his cards, obviously. And, uh, you know, outside of the snap issues uh, versus Alabama, the guy was really good for us this year and a really good Tiger. And he is uh, going to have a great NFL career. So shout out to Charles Turner. What a career at LSU. So there you go. Let's go to Shane. He says, hey, man, if Denbrock leaves, it might be a blessing in disguise. We have Sloan and Hankton who are going to be hot names in the future. Making them co-coordinators might keep them here a little bit longer. Here, here's something else I would say about coaching news. Okay. Coaching news remains a lot more closer to the vest than a lot of other regular news items that we have in, in sports period. Right? Like, Coaching news is is really tough to scoop. And if something does leak out, it is intentional. Okay? Recruiting, not so much. I mean, there's so many different players involved in a recruiting situation. You have the recruit. You have so many different position coaches and recruiting staffers. You have the recruit's parents. You have the recruits, personal trainers and coaches, his high school coaches, recruits have NIL agents. They're always leaking stuff with liens and all of that, right? That's why Steve Wilfong is so daggum good at his job. He's got all these connections, and there's so many different ways for him to get his, you know, prediction in, and he's just a really talented reporter himself. But, you know, these – these coaching swords are, are are tough. They're really, really tough to get into. Oh, okay. Saints within eight. All right. 
Yeah, Jared, I, I, I'll tell you this, the New Year's Six Bowls would not have liked LSU and Notre Dame to outrate Missouri, Ohio State, or Florida State, Georgia. But Notre Dame, LSU would be the most exciting bowl game of the year. Patrick Sertan. I just saw today was the 20-year anniversary of the River City Relay. You remember that lateral play versus Jacksonville, and we the Saints missed the extra point to tie it. All right, y'all. Had a lot of fun with you. Big shout out to our guest, Andre Sale, breaking down some uh, AJ Swan film for us. And we'll talk to you soon. Mike, please stay if you're watching this, my brother. It is Power Hour LSU Bell. Top super chatter tonight was John Sibley Butler. There you go. And JJ. Followed up two super chats. We appreciate each and every one of you being a part of the best LSU football community. Sign up for the Patreon. Get your markdown PHO merch at powerhourlsu.com. Let's go. And tonight, oh, we're actually doing a, a Subway sandwich, chicken, bacon, ranch. <laughs>